This pod is brought to you by Just Write Reader. Is your school looking for decodable text, a phonics continuum, and resources to support reading with families at home over breaks and in times that students are not at school? Then Just Write Reader is that one-stop shop. They offer so many different supports for schools, including decodable books, which we all know is the only way for students to apply their learning into text they can actually decode on their own. They also have family packs that get shipped out to families every two weeks while school is not in session or students are learning virtually. The amazing thing about Just Write Reader books is not only are they decodable, but they actually have a QR code on the back that helps parents understand the best way to support students in that particular book. Amazing. On the website, visit the Educators tab and ask for a quote. When you request that quote, be sure to tell them the Modern Principal sent you. And not only is it awesome for us and it keeps this pod going, <laughs> but it also gives you a free literacy party pack. We do believe in the philosophy behind Just Right Reader, and we want to get more books in the hands of our students everywhere. Visit Just Right Reader today! Hi, this is Karen, and in a few moments you'll meet Christy, and we are the Modern Principal. We are two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools today as we use our voice to steer the next generation of leaders regardless of their role. We like to keep this pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point. A bite-sized bit of PD you can tackle on your way to or from school each day, which is ironic because that is what our topic is this week. This week we're talking all about that commute. Thanks for joining us. Living life. How about you? Oh, great. <laughs> my, my throat's kind of hurting my voice, so. Don't you say your throat's hurting on national media? I don't mean COVID. I mean, like, my <laughs> um, my nodules. I'm feeling them again. <laughs> Anything fun happened this week for you? Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember this week. February's, was, like, the longest, shortest yeah, month ever. And it was a short week, but it didn't feel short? particularly short. It uh-huh. sure did not. Had all my summatives and everything due this week, um, and I was but Same. I was in a classroom, and I got to see morning meeting for a classroom, and I hadn't gotten to see this class's particular morning meeting, and so she does like a question of the day, and the question was, "What do boogers taste like?" Oh, that's funny. <laughs> second graders. Ew. And so, like all of the, most of the kids were like. I don't know. I've never tasted a booger, you know? And then we get to one kid and he's like, well, you know, one time me and my brother, we actually switched boogers. Ew! <laughs> I was just like trying oh eating in the Oh my gosh. Car. The things that kids <laughs> don't know they shouldn't share. That's good. Uh, maybe laugh. That's good. We, um, I had a, I was thinking about good moments from this week. As you were talking, I wasn't listening to you okay. at all. And um, we do this thing called family time in my school where we all get um, one time a week. We Every kid goes to a different adult. And there's in my family, there's 10 different kids ranging from kindergarten to fourth grade. And I can go on to the, about that later. But yeah, That could be its own pot, I feel like. Yeah, it's a really cool time. And um, I have fourth graders and kindergartners. And I've had the fourth graders since we started family time in first grade. So, like, they've been Aww. with Yeah. So we decided to do board games this week. Like, we just broke up into triads and did different board games. And it was just a special moment to watch, like, the fourth graders working with the first graders. Yeah, and playing different games and kids, like, cheering each other on when they won. And it was just a sweet, feel-good moment. And it reminded me, like, kids don't – like, that. they could have played that. They could have stayed with me for hours just playing those board games. And it's sweet. Sometimes we think we have to make things complicated and – Really doesn't. They just wanted time. Yep, just time to be together, be with each other. It was sweet. That's cute. There you go. Feel good. 
Okay, so what are we talking about this week? All right, so today our scenario, it's kind of funny because this person was um, like messaging with us on our DMs and she basically like wrote the scenario and then like gave herself an alliterative name too, which I thought was Oh, funny. she did? <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, if you guys could talk about this, it's from Indecisive in Idaho. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. And so she says, I'm currently an assistant principal in a building in a district that I love. The problem is that the commute is 40 minutes both ways. Mm. Um, and so an 80 minute commute round trip and there is another, another assistant principal opening just five minutes from my house. And I think I have a really good shot at it. Do I go for it? Even though I love where I'm at from indecisive in Idaho. Nice. So, so it'd be a lateral move. The main intention would be to decrease the commute. Decrease that commute. So So the commute is the, is the problem. Yes. So, Karen and I have both had a lot of different types of commutes. Mm -hmm. I think, Karen, you take the cake. Yeah, I'm trying (laughs) to think of my shortest ones. Like, when my husband and I were first married, my commute was like eight minutes. Yep. That was fantastic. My shortest commute has literally been 90 seconds, and that was literally from garage to parking lot. I could see the school from my house. That's insane. And did I walk or bike? No. No. I still drove. Proud, non-green card carrying member of pollution, team pollution. Just kidding. I would have done the same thing. It's cold and you have a lot of things you have to do with you. You have a lot of bags. You can't carry all those bags. And then, Karen, you, I know for sure, have the prize and this this duo for longest commute. Yes. I used to always work in the city or like in a district that was pretty close to the city and I loved living in the city. So my husband and I bought our first house in the city, in the city. And then a month later I got hired as my first principal job in a rural part of (laughs) like opposite, Uh opposite commute really from the rest of traffic. Yes. It was a 55 minute drive. Yeah. I didn't have traffic, which would have made it. It was literally just 55 minutes because of how far away it was. Yes. One way. One way. So what was that? 110 minutes? 110 minute round trip commute. Yeah. Did that include drop off and pick up for your daughter? No. That was before I had a kid. When I added her, it added 25 minutes to that day. Because of how I would do to... drop off and my husband would do pick up. Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, if you haven't been listening, at one point, the drop-off was my house. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It was on the way for me. It was less on the way. It was less on the way for my husband. Yeah, so it was kind of on the way for you. It was always on the way for me. Yeah. So we have some experience with long and short commutes. Yes. And I have also. I did um, that I did that commute for five years. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Five years. Six and, years. Yep. And I have yeah. changed jobs also because of a commute. Um, so I totally understand where this person is coming from um, because commutes can definitely be a part of your work-life balance and just your overall like life satisfaction. Yeah. So I did just a tiny bit of research and a lot of it came, actually all of it, by a lot I mean all of it, came from Inc.com. And so the average commute time in the U.S. is 50 minutes round trip. Mm. And um, however, though, researchers found that an extra minute of commuting time reduces both job and leisure time satisfaction. Wait, say that again. Every, sorry, each extra minute of commuting time reduces both job and (laughs) leisure time satisfaction. Okay, that feels right. However, it does not impact overall life satisfaction. Okay. But it does increase the strain and worsens mental health for workers. Agreed. (laughs) Which I don't know how those two go hand in hand, like it doesn't decrease life satisfaction. But but your mental health is worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. And so the other thing that the study found, though, was that 
the way you are doing your commute matters. And so uh-huh. people who, like, walk or bike to work don't report the same dissatisfaction, um, even if they have a longer commute, because obviously it's your oh biking gosh. or walking. I never understand people who can bike, like, 30 minutes. Like, no. aren't you a sweaty mess when no. you show up? Yeah. Do you have, like, a shower at work? Yeah. Know. How does that work? Um, but it did also say that an additional 20 minutes of compute, commuting per day has the same negative effect on job satisfaction as receiving a 19% pay cut. Woo! So commutes do matter, but I think you have to figure out how it matters for you. For you. your personal situation. Yes. I can say, like, my my commute now is with the average. I'm about 50 minutes round trip now since we moved. Yeah. I would definitely say my increase in mental health strain was made worse when I became a mom. And that was like oh, a, yeah. a year and a half into that commute. Because you don't care about your time as much before you're a parent. I mean, I mean, and I did. But not in the same way. Not in the same way. Like I could work out at 5, 6 p.m. when I got home and my husband and I could talk while we were working out yeah. and stay up and visit or whatever. I also was way more exhausted and having trouble staying awake on my commute mm-hmm. when I Which became a mom. Actually even safe. No, there was one time <laughs> I do literally remember. I think I was also sick. As you guys know, if you listen to the pod, I often show up at work while actively puking and can't decide whether or not to stay at work. <laughs> but one time I was so sick, I pulled over and like just closed my eyes for 30 minutes on my drive home. I did not know that. Yeah, and I just took a nap on my drive home because I couldn't make it. That's that's not safe. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Okay. <laughs> Ooh, dark confessions. <laughs> but it is it is really long, yeah. So we get where you're coming from, Indecisive in Idaho. Yes. For sure. So we talked a little bit about some of the systems that can help your commute. Um, I think the obvious tips for commuting yes. would be, okay, so maybe that's when you're professionally developing. You're using that time for podcasts. Maybe you're listening to books, so you're professionally developing yourself, mm-hmm. which takes that time. You don't have to do that at another time. Right. Um, you can also use it for enjoyable time. Um, trying to look forward to your commute, listening to a fiction book, perhaps, and then you don't have to make time to read a hard copy. Yes. <laughs> um, using your commute to connect with others. Call your mom each day, your yep. sister, your best friend, whatever. I have a yeah. friend who uses her commute to call her other best friend in another state, and that's their catch-up time. The tricky part is, when I did it, I would want to use that time to do some of my work tasks, like making phone calls sure. and things like that. But it's like at 5.30 in the morning. Yes. <laughs> Or it also would involve some sort of technology that then, like, I got really used to trying to, like, voice text emails and things, but then there's some degree I'm still looking at my phone, which is also not safe. Not safe, yeah. But it feels really frustrating. It was always, that was the hardest part for me, to be in the car for two hours and have so much work I needed to be doing and not being able to do it. Yeah. That was really hard for me. Yeah. It's really hard to be truly productive. Yes. I I had to let that go. I tried to do it, and I had to let that go. Yeah. So the other thing could be potentially you're finding some sort of a rideshare service, and I know that that varies from city to city and And affordability. Yeah, affordability. So we are definitely a a car community in Kansas City. It's very hard to get around without a car. Right. Especially in the suburbs. So the other thing to think about systemically is if you do have child care, Uh is it on the way, or do you have a great child care facility right by your work? And so you would want to be taking your kid you know, somewhere anyway that was of that caliber. And so maybe that's the way you justify yeah. <laughs> a commute. Yeah, for sure. We had to talk through, too, because with m- me and my husband, we had to decide, do we want the child care close to my work, close to his work, or somewhere in between? Because or close to home. Right, or close to home. It was hard. We, yeah, it, it was rough. Those were some rough five and a half years. <laughs> 
I will say having childcare either close to, um, we had childcare that was close to my job, um, and it was way out of the way for my husband, but it, it makes a difference to have childcare really close to one of those, whether yeah. it's work or home. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's not always feasible. It is also hard when it's close to one person's work because then the burden of pick up and drop off is on that one person. True. That was hard. Very true, because now you're having to, to leave. Factor that in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't get And time. it also burdens the other person if they do have to leave because now it's potential, or, you know, if they do have to right. pick up because it's potentially however far away. I would say, like, an indecisive in Idaho. I think at some point you have to decide what's going to give. Mm-hmm. If your drive is is starting to impact your mental health, your time with your family, your work-life balance, all those things... Is your house able to be moved because you love your job so much? Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband and I, that's literally the decision we started making, I think, when my daughter was, like, three or four, is, like, do I love my job enough to stay there that we're going to move our house? Yep. Or can I find a job um, that I may also love closer to our current house? Right. And I think we ultimately decided that it didn't impact his job at all, whatever we decided. And so then it was really up to me based on where it was located, and I really enjoyed my job. And so I was like, okay, we're going to move our house closer to cut down on our commute. Yeah. And, I mean, you also took into consideration future roles in the te- the districts that you would want to be in in the future, potentially. Yeah. And and ultimately your house makes more sense for where it is right. in future roles. But I, I do think abandoning something you love just, just because for- of the commute is risky. And I have done that. Um, mm-hmm. I had a position that I really enjoyed in a building that I loved, and um, but I was experiencing kind of postpartum depression at the time and not really totally sure, undiagnosed, obviously, <laughs> at the time, so I didn't know what was causing all of my conflicting feelings. Yeah, you got diagnosed, what, six years later? Yeah! <laughs> um, but I left a job that had like a, between a 20 and 25 minute commute, which isn't terrible, mm-hmm. and there was a job literally right by my house, so it was like, I think a two, two and a half minute commute. And one thing to consider is that if you are moving and you are not a teacher, when you go to a new building and you're a coach, or in my case, I was a reading specialist, you don't go into a built-in team. And so there's nobody inviting you to lunch. Yeah. (laughs) On the professional development days, you're kind of on your own. And so while I thought that this commute was going to change my life, and it did on some level, because I got to see my daughter between work and, you know, going to class at night where I wouldn't have otherwise, um... Ultimately, I ended up only staying a year and going back to the same building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards. Because you just weren't as because, happy. Yeah. It, and so I think that if you do have a job that you love and the people that you work with and you see a future with, you know, in that location, um, think really hard about moving just for the sake of a commute. Yep. And the other thing to think about, too... I had this decision, like, back when I was deciding move my job or move my house, and you just experienced this not because of commute, but because your district transferred your position. Like, Mm -hmm. when you start over, it's an an increase of time. Yep. When you – getting this new AP job, indecisive in Idaho, this would give you – you may lose that time anyways by trying to reestablish yep. yourself, build those relationships, rebuild you those systems. You have to systems. put in more hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you do when you start something new. Yep. And so, like, me being in year eight, even if I had that long of a commute, starting over now, I may have lost that time in commute with the time it takes as a first or second year principal in a building. Mm-hmm. So it's just something else to think about. When you're in leadership, it's going to take you more time 
outside of work those first couple years to reestablish yep. what you need. Yep, building relationships, building systems, build, you know, calling, mm-hmm. spending extra time calling families to build that trust. Yep. So, um, And I know a lot of teachers factor in the tenure piece um, yeah. because obviously when you move districts, you start over on that tenure. It doesn't matter to principals and APs. We're never tenured. <laughs> but um, you do lose, like my husband's an AP in a district, but he's tenured in that same district. So if he were to leave... He would start all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just something to think about. All those different things. Yeah. So we, you... we didn't answer her question. What's the question? Well, what should she do? We can't really answer that for we you. We can't answer that for someone. There's so many different pieces to think about. And I will say, like, the good thing about the commute, I don't always decompress. I got used to my 55-minute decompression. Uh-huh. And so, like, in my 25-minute drive now, like, I don't always fully decompress because sometimes I'm still making phone calls to staff or other principals on my drive home. Sometimes I've literally driven around my neighborhood because I'm finishing yeah, up phone calls. Yeah, I've been at calls. your house watching you drive around your neighborhood. Like, I think we're hanging out and you're just driving. Yeah, people. I'm talking to my bosses or doing something else. <laughs> and so, like, I'm used to maximizing those 55 minutes to, like, get some people called and decompress. Yeah. So, I would agree with that, that my my commute has been so short at times that there wasn't enough gap between work self and home self. Uh-huh. Um, and so now that my commute's a little bit longer than it used to be, um, you know, now it's not four minutes, it's 16, four times as long. It is so long. <laughs> but I do find that just a little bit of time does help decompress and, mm-hmm. and give you that space. Yep. Agreed. So this week from the Desk of the Modern Principal, um, one of my fave authors, Laura Vanderkam, says, Reading fiction as you commute to a job you don't like will make you feel somewhat more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Being in the right job will make you feel incredible. So ultimately, be thinking about what that right job is for you. And we know sometimes that that has to be a balancing act with the commute and your and your family and the balance between your work self and your personal self. Yep, but, but the, you can make the commute as fulfilling as you want, but in the end, it's the job that matters. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our pod to receive them as soon as they drop. Follow Woo. us on Instagram at The Modern Principal. You can find